0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rob and Wheelhouse Show. This is another edition of Rob on the Road. I'm going to talk to you as I drive to work once again. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the Oakland Series. I'm going to try to give you a bullet points to see if I can remember all of this because I'm driving. But I want to talk about the Oakland Series. And I was on night, so I didn't get to watch any of them. And then I want to talk about Wade Miley. didn't get to see that game either and then the injuries you have I guess I'll start with that I believe the last game we played uh, Yuli Guriel came in off the bench to pinch hit if I am correct so it looks like we got Yuli Gurriel back and uh, Carlos Correa what I heard about him is that he is going to be playing ...in Round Rock's playoff series. So to me, that is crazy. And, and I don't know how much... I would assume it would be a lot. I don't know how much these teams want to win these... Double A AA and A championship series. But it seems kind of unfair to the other team... ...to have Carlos Correa playing for... ...the team you're playing against. To have someone like Carlos Correa rehabbing during playoffs. I didn't even know that was something that was possible, but uh, I guess it is. And what I also read is if the uh, playoff series for Round Rock ends quickly in like a 3-0 to zero sweep or something like that, then he's going to go play for another team. And I think it was the Fayetteville Woodpeckers or something like that. So he'll be even playing against He'll be playing against even less talent. I don't know how helpful that'll be, but the the one thing that matters, the only thing that matters to me is that Carlos Correa comes back and he's ready for the playoffs. I want Carlos Correa batting 6th or 7th in the batting order. I don't really care where he's at. I just want him in there. But mainly, I want a healthy Carlos Correa to uh, be at the shortstop position, because he, with him at shortstop, Bregman at third base, I, I believe, and I think everyone that listens to the show knows and believes that that is our best lineup, offensively and defensively. So we all want him back. You know, Carlos Correa is. I don't know. I, I did a. I did a poll or a questionnaire or whatever you want to call it at the beginning of the season, who do you think is going to be the most hated Astro of the year and we had some votes for Rondon, we had some votes for Osuna, just because he's the closer, and we also had votes for Aledmas Diaz because he was taking uh, Marvin Gonzalez's uh, spot on the roster and. As you all know, Marwin Gonzalez is very loved by Astro fans. But Aledmus uh, Diaz took that role at the beginning of the year. But then he got hot and started playing better. Everybody kind of forgot how bad he was. And then after that, it was just 100% Tyler White was the most disliked player on the Astros roster. And he was the most disliked player for me personally as well. But he took off and there was really no one to dislike. Um, I know Osuna's been getting some flack lately. But this isn't my opinion. I don't feel this way. But I kind of think if you just want to go off... let's Let's just say the most slandered Astro. The most slandered Astro this year... Is probably Carlos Correa, but and this is after Tyler White's gone, and this is after Alledmus Diaz turned things around. Um, but I just think it's Carlos Correa, and it's not. And what's funny is not because of his play; it's because he can't stay healthy enough to actually contribute to the team. Even though when he does play, he plays great. He plays good enough to be an all-star. He plays good enough to be... uh, I don't know if they have an all-pro team, but... Like, he plays good enough to be the best shortstop in all of baseball. But the thing is, the guy can't play more than 100 games. I saw a tweet before one day, and I don't know if I've shared this with you before, but it said Correa would be the best uh, shortstop in Major League Baseball if... if the uh, season was only 100 games. And I know that's a joke on him, but, I mean, if you think about that, if the season was only 100 games, he would probably only get about 40 or 50 games in, or he would miss about, I I guess he would probably miss about 30 to 50. I don't know what it is about him. Uh, I know George Springer gets hurt, and it seems like he gets hurt every year. He has the thumb injury last year. This year he hurt himself. Uh, hustling for a foul ball, trying to get an out. Then he hurt himself catching the ball uh, when he got the concussion. But, like, George Springer hurts himself. But George Springer is going all out. And people get disappointed or upset that he's hurt, but it's more like if a loved one was hurt. Like, Like, when George Springer gets hurt, it's a pouring of emotion or... It's people really feel it because people really love George Springer. And that's a whole new topic uh, for the offseason about them re signing him. But going back to Correa, it's just. I don't think anyone's mad at all about. Oh, well, I got to get out. I don't think anyone's mad at all about his play. They're just mad about his uh, lack of healthiness. And also, I mean, I guess the main reason would be. The, how he gets hurt. He, he missed, I don't know how many games total, because I think it was more than one issue. Because he was hurt at the beginning of the year. If you remember, he missed like the first series or the first week. And then uh, he got hurt getting a massage. And that just blows everybody's mind that he got hurt in a non-baseball activity. But you'd have to think that he was already hurt. There was already something wrong, and maybe the masseuse just finished the job off. I don't know. And that didn't even sound good. But but anyway, I, I think... I don't remember who I voted for. I think I said and, uh But anyway, that's going back to who I think would be the most disliked. But as far as slander, I would say Carlos Correa is number one after Tyler White left. Osuna get some slander, but that's mostly due to his play, and then that leads me into wanting to talk about Wade Miley. So I don't have the exact numbers for you because I'm driving, but I believe that not the last outing, but the one before that, Wade Miley gave up, like, five runs. I know one game he gave up five, and one he gave up seven, but he gave up five runs, and he didn't even record an out. And then, in the last game, he got one out, and he gave up seven, and I can't remember exactly the seven and five, but for sure, the last two games he's pitched... He's only gotten one guy out, and he's allowed 12 runs. But if you look back, his season has been so good that his ERA is still 3.6 or something like that. It's still good. Uh, His ERA for this month is pretty high. I think that... I was looking at his stats earlier, and I'm trying to remember them, but I mean, there was... Like four games before that... That he gave up either one run or zero runs. So he's been really good. I don't have any idea what's wrong with him. And usually when someone falls off... This... Steeply or this quickly... Usually... It's some sort of injury. There's something wrong with him. And so... I've even seen someone predict... The rotation... For the playoff roster. And they were trying to build the roster, or they were trying to put the starting pitchers out in an order to eliminate Miley from pitching as much as they could, and they were pitching uh, Verlander on three days rest and all this stuff, and that's not going to happen. You got a five-game series; it's going to be Verlander, Cole, Grinky. I think Grinky's going to jump up to the third spot, and then Wade Miley be fourth. Justin Verlander a pitch fifth. I mean, it's just, the way, it's just what's going to happen. Um, but one thing I tweeted out is... I, I haven't really slandered Wade Miley at all about this, but the one thing I tweeted is, based on his last two performances, if the coaching staff doesn't have someone already ready to go... Like, have someone ready to go and if this guy allows the first five runners to get on base or the first five hitters to get on base and gives up two three or four runs or heck maybe even five you have to have somebody ready like make the leash shorter don't let him give up five runs or seven runs before you take him out i know he's got to work through things but i mean things are getting close man we were I guess, I don't even have the standings, but we were nine and a half games ahead of Oakland. And after losing three times in a row, that it has to be, what, six and a half. I mean, they're closing in on us. And I think we're two, two games behind the Yankees, or it might even be more after last night. But, uh, I don't know. So, that's one thing I want to talk about also, is the home field advantage. I had, I had tweeted about the home field advantage one time. And uh, well, actually, let me tell you this: I was writing a story for climbing Tall's Hill, and I had started it, but I'm I was in the middle of refinancing my house, so I was I would be in the middle of it trying to start a story, and the loan officer I would I, I need this and I need this and I need this, and so I only have that little window in the morning when I get home from work to take care of stuff. But the story I wanted to write about was uh, the home field advantage. If you look at it, let's just start first of all. Do you want the Astros to have home field advantage? Yes, of course. They have a far better home record than they do a road record. So yes, you, you want them to have home field advantage. But what does home field advantage bring with it um it should be good news of playing one of the worst teams that make the playoffs by having to play one of the wild card teams these guys have to play an extra game before they play you and they're the two teams that didn't even win their division so it should be the the easier matchup however if you look at it this year the uh, I guess it's not totally set in stone. You've got Cleveland, Oakland, and Tampa Bay fighting it out for those spots. I mean, Cleveland could end up winning the Central. I don't know. But let's say, let's say it's Tampa Bay and Oakland that makes the wild card. We, I know we we have a winning record against Oakland overall, and usually we handle them pretty well. But they're a pretty good team. I mean, last year they choked in the playoffs, so, I mean, it could happen again. And even though it's a five-game series, I still say I'm not scared of the A's. Let me put that out for you. I'm not scared to play the Oakland A's at all. But, uh, I mean, if you look at the matchups... And I actually saw a tweet that Minnesota's pitching staff, since the All-Star break, was one of the top five pitching staffs. So, you know, what you think about Minnesota being an easier win, maybe that isn't true either. Man, there's a lot of traffic today. Um, what was I saying? So, the, uh, so what I was thinking when I was going to write that story is, like, do we really want home field advantage and have to play the Rays? I mean, it, we have a tough time beating the Rays. And then I didn't want to play Oakland because they were a little scary, and we just lost three out of four. So I was going to write. The, I wrote this story, or I started writing it, before the series even started. And then, like I said, the Astros just blew them out. They blew them out in that first game. Uh, you know, so I wasn't really worried about it, and then stuff happened. So they went three out of four, and I think the last time we went to Oakland, they went three out of four against us. So should you be worried about Oakland? You should be. I mean, Oakland and Tampa Bay are good. I'm not really worried about Cleveland, but they do have pretty good pitching also. And so, I don't know. I I, I was thinking that maybe you don't want home field advantage so you could play Minnesota, but then I read that Minnesota had that ERA, and they have good offense. So I don't know. Um... But anyway, no matter what the stipulations are, you, in my opinion, you got to have it. I mean, you don't have to have it. The Astros don't have to have it to win it all, but I think if you have the chance to win it, that's what you should do, because like I said at the beginning of this, what I was just talking about, the Astros record at home, way better than the road record, so... Although it looks like Minnesota on paper would be an easier matchup. And either way, you're going to have to play New York. So you might as well just play Tampa Bay or Oakland or Cleveland and have that home field advantage against the Yankees. So that's my take on that. So next up, I wanted to talk about Justin Verlander and his lack of run support. So I'll get to that right after this small break. You're listening to The Rob and Wheelhouse Show. All right, I'm back, folks. Uh, Sorry for that commercial break, but let me tell you this. We got a new ad. Anchor sent us a new ad. And as always, if you've been listening uh, to the podcast for a while, you know that we have giveaways here. And it's been a while since we've had an ad. But anyway, whatever comes out of this ad, I want to do a giveaway. So it all depends on what it is. Um, I've given away a hat. Uh... What are they, $35, $37 batting practice hat? Someone already won that one. An Altuve bobblehead. And we also, in a way, uh, gave away the book Astro Ball. It just happened that Mark you won it. And he just wanted his old copy that he gave me back. Kind of worked out that way. So we've had three giveaways. And uh, so that's what I want to do. So look for, look for a giveaway for the Robin Wheelhouse show coming up with this ad money. So, hopefully it didn't get in the way of the show too much. So, anyway, let's get to the Justin Verlander part. So, how many of you are irritated that Justin Verlander isn't getting any run support? And also, how many of you are worried that the same thing is going to happen in the playoffs? That was my thought after his last outing, is, why can't they score runs for him? What's going on with the Astros' offense? When Verlander takes the hill in the playoffs, that has to be your guaranteed win. When Garrett Cole pitches... I mean, if you look at the playoffs, you're like, okay, we got Garrett Cole, JV, we're going to win the first two games. That's how everybody thinks, and that's how I think. It's going to happen. We're going to win those two games. But maybe not, man. If the Astros can't score runs for Verlander, and we're going to lose games 3-2, to two, or he pitches a complete game, and we lose 2-0, to zero, I mean, the Astros have to score for him. I mean, I will be so mad If he throws an awesome game in the playoffs and we lose because we can't score, I can't explain it. I don't know who can explain it, but I don't know. I mean, why can't they score when he pitches? I'd like to look back, and when I have time this weekend, maybe I will. I'd like to look back at the run support that he's gotten. I'm sure Corey can find that he's pretty good with numbers, but I'd like to see the run support he's gotten compared to the run support that other people have gotten. So you look at the Wade Miley game. That's what I'll, I always call him that. But, like, he gave up seven runs. And then the Astros end up giving up a lot of runs. But they scored runs. I mean, even blowouts, I mean, the offense is there. But just for some reason, for some reason they can't score on Justin Berlin So let me go to two more topics. I'm getting pretty close to work, so I want to make sure I get them in. I did a couple of polls. Uh, The first one was the Wave. Now, I'm not a fan of the Wave. I know Wheelhouse is not a fan of the Wave. Speaking of Wheelhouse, I don't know if you have Twitter, but he made a page for the Robin Wheelhouse Show, and he posted a video on there telling you that we'd be making a show together this weekend, and hopefully we can make two. I'm down for two. Uh, So anyway... That you could follow us on the Robin Willhouse page on Twitter if you want to do that. And one thing I want to tell you if you don't have Twitter and you only have Facebook, I made a Robin Willhouse page for Facebook as well, and I keep forgetting to tell you about it. So if you only have Facebook and not Twitter, because a lot of people are like that, look for us. Look for Robin Willhouse Show on Facebook. There's not a whole lot of stuff on there. I'm trying to put posts on there and everything, but look for it on Facebook. But anyway, let's go back to the uh, the wave I'm against it Corey, James Wheelhouse, I believe they're all against it but what I've said in the past is there's 40,000 people there and people don't go there's people that don't go to games all the time there's people that have kids there there's people that are drunk there's people that are at the game for different reasons Uh, There's 40,000 people at the game, and there's not 30,000 people that hate the wave. The, The people that hate the wave are people that are a little more vested. People that care about the game. People that realize that, okay, do the wave if you want. I understand it, but do it at the right time. So the poll I put out was... I guess I should have got the percentage. Should I even talk about it? But anyway, the 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 I guess I'll give you the numbers later. The uh, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is take a break once I get to work, and then I'm gonna tell you the numbers. The so the, the question was the wave, and a lot of people are like, "I don't want to do either one." But you had to think of this. Would you rather if the t- if the fans are gonna do the wave? Cause I remember one of the games I was at, we were in a one run ball game. We were winning by one run. And our closer was out there and these guys were doing the wave and I was so mad. I was like, what are these guys doing? What are they doing? Like they don't understand the concept that that they're distracting their own pitcher. Like what's going on? And so I thought about it, like is it more distracting? Is it worse to distract our pitcher? Or is it more distracting for the hitter? I don't know because I don't play Major League Baseball and I, and I played Little League, but they didn't do the wave. The fans never bothered me in that game, and so I put the poll out and there was comments on the bottom about not doing not doing it at all. But if you had to vote, and I, I I'll get the numbers after this, but the uh, it's better. I say. It's better to do it while we're hitting. And I believe that's what won, but I'll get the numbers to you. And now I'm having a brain fart, and I'm trying to remember the other one. Oh, yeah, the other one was proposing at the game. Uh, Somebody had posted something. They posted a video of someone proposing to someone, and they said ballpark proposals are the worst. And I was kind of thinking, like, Me and my wife are connected by the Astros. That is one of the things we love to do together. So I was thinking, like, what if I wasn't married to her yet? What if I was one of those millennials that wait 20 years to ask someone to marry them? And so I asked her, I go, what if we weren't married and we went to the game and I proposed to you at the game? She's like, that would be cool. So I think it just all depends on either what baseball means to you as a couple or maybe how big of a baseball fan your fiancé, I guess she wouldn't be your fiancé at the time, but your girlfriend. Like, how big of a baseball fan is she? Because if you have a girl that's not a baseball fan and you just randomly ask her at a game, you know, that maybe that's not what she wants. But, but I don't know. I don't think it's stupid, but I think it just depends on it depends on the girl. It depends on your relationship. And so I'm here at work, getting ready to pull in. I'm actually in the campus, that's what they call it. but uh, so you got one shift, of people coming in and one people going out. It's a big, pretty chaotic mess. This guy just got almost just got T-boned. But anyway, so my vote would be to do the wave. Why we're hitting, my overall vote would be don't do the wave unless we're killing somebody. Or do the, wave, do the wave between the third and sixth innings. Like, after the third and after the sixth when they rake the dirt. I mean, do it then. You know, find a more appropriate time to do it. But these people don't know. They're not as engaged. They, they don't have the baseball knowledge that some of us have. And proposing in a game, my answer to that is just, you know, whatever. But let me park this truck. Let me park this Toyota Tundra so I do drive what I build. And I will give you those numbers on the... Hey, I got me an in parking lot. I'll give you those numbers on the uh, poles. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Well, let me say that after that. I'll be right back, folks. You're listening to The Rob and Will House Show. Alright, I'm back. Uh, so I'll open up Twitter. And I want to I tell you one thing. Uh, when I listened, I listened to the last podcast I made and I heard the... Uh, me and Mark and Grady call it the poker chip shuffling sound. And what I found out is that's actually, because we have the headphones in recording, that's actually the microphone or the wire connected to our earplugs or earphones scraping against our beards. And I don't know if you'll be able to hear it today, but I'm clean shaven, so I don't don't assume that noise is going to come out today. So anyway, let's get to the poll. So poll number one, should a man propose to a woman at a ballpark? 53 votes. Which I told you, I'm not very popular on Twitter. I'm not part of Twitterverse or Astros Twitter. Uh, 53 votes, and this is the highest. Actually, this is the highest uh, response I've ever gotten. So I like to thank all of you who listen to the podcast and all of you that follow me on Twitter. 58% said no. 58 to 42, so it was close. And like I said, that's kind of how I feel. Like it's either if you if you're into baseball, if you're not, so it's up. It all depends on your, on your relationship. And then poll number two, if the fans are going to do the wave, should they do it while their team is pitching or hitting? So 64% said hitting. So 64% of the people agree with me that they should do it while they're hitting and not distract their pitcher. And if you don't, if you, like I said, if you read the comments uh, Kings on Crawford I don't see a neither option so we have said I abstain from voting Rob Dooley said neither stop it uh, But Rob Dooley said between innings uh, Astro Girl commented Astro Girl I want to give you a shout out uh, Robin Wheelhouse show we really appreciate you listening and uh, responding to us on Twitter uh, Melissa, I hate the wave, uh, Ben said if it has to be done, it should be while uh, we're leading in runs and while we're hitting, and that's exactly what I feel, it doesn't even have to be when we're hitting, we need to be winning, and we need to be winning big, you don't want to distract your team, James L. Maxey, kill the wave regardless, so that's, that's how people feel about the wave, and so they, it seems like they kind of agree with me, not saying that I'm right, but you know, I guess I'm in the majority. So anyway, that is the numbers for the polls. Uh, look for the Robin Willhouse show on Twitter. Look for the Robin Willhouse show on Facebook. And I've got an idea. I've got an idea from. I, I was thinking about it already maybe doing some some live video Robin Willhouse clips for Twitter and Facebook and all that. And uh, Willhouse just beat me to it. But so it looks like he may have the same idea as me. So let us know what you think about that um all right that's it i'm here at work it's time to make that money and pay the bills i do appreciate everyone out there for listening uh look for two an episode or two this weekend uh you're listening to the robin wheelhouse show we'll see you next time